Hello, and you are listening to Half Hour History, the show where you might learn something, but we guarantee nothing. I'm Jacinta. I'm Luke. And this time we're talking about... The the Batavia. Batavia. This episode is rated R for rippin' yarn. This is a rippin' yarn if we have ever told one. This is a big one, the Batavia. Mm. This, this is a big slice of important West Australian history. It Am is, I correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I have a feeling as well that, you know, keeping this to half an hour, because there's a lot happening here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that might be difficult. Oh, look, we'll see how we go. I feel like this one we're not going to have to pad and vamp as much as All we right. have previously like in the to, past. I like to pad and vamp. <laughs> but I just think, look, if you've got a problem with that, you know, as a listener, mm. that this is going to break that. Yeah. And you go, like, this is the fucking Batavia, mm. mate. This it's, is. It's a big old ship and it's a big old story. It's a big story that deserves some elbow room. Yeah. And, uh, you know, educate yourself. Mm. Don't be a dummy. Uh, listen up. Take it in. This is important shit. Now, important shit that I don't really know. I know, like, little bits and pieces. So I'm mm. looking forward to educating myself and finding out about this thing. Yeah. So the Batavia was a story that I was, like, a little bit familiar with uh, as a kid because here in Fremantle we have um, we have two maritime museums. We are spoiled for choice. Uh, we have the Shipwreck Museum um, and the Maritime Museum. The Maritime Museum is, like, pretty new. It's okay. But the one that I love is the Shipwreck Museum. And in the Shipwreck Museum, they actually have part of the Batavia. Part of it there, the actual one. The actual ship, yeah. And it's in this, like, kind of temperature-controlled room that you have to go through these special doors to get into. And it's super cool. And they have, like... um, Do you get to touch it? You're not allowed to touch it. Don't touch if you're there. No, no, no. Um, and they've got all, like, stuff from the Batavia, and they've got, like, some skeletons and shit there. Which are they are, real skeletons? They are real skeletons. So they're real dead bodies Yes. of some of the people we're going to learn about today. Yes, and I had uh, extremely vivid memories as a kid of seeing this skeleton and seeing a particular inflicted injury that is on this skeleton. Like, I, my memories of a kid were like, oh, my God, this is intense. And I actually went there a couple of weeks ago with uh, friends of the show, Addie and Hero, to go and relearn about the Batavia, so it was fresh in my mind. And I walked up to this skeleton, and I went, oh, oh, shit, I'm, go- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see, I'm going to look at its skull, I'm going to see this thing. And I went, and I looked at it, and I went, oh. And then I went back around and read the little place card, and I went, oh, yeah, this is this the same skeleton, but... From in my mind, this thing had a massive, huge gouge in its skull. Mm. Like it'd been, this guy had been like killed by an axe. But you were smaller. Yeah. Then, so that that, you know, when you're little, like gashes look huge. <laughs> it's true. Um, and and so I've kind of walked back around. I've looked. I'm like, oh well. I mean, it's there, but it's yeah. it's more of a slight divot as opposed to a, a, yeah. a large gash. So yeah, that was. Um, a little bit disappointing, but uh, what is not disappointing is this... Uh, Don't let the door hit you where the... <laughs> where your daddy split you? Is that what you said to... Holy shit! Is that what you said to the skeleton? I, well, I couldn't because it was just... Like, you, you walk into the Batavia Gallery and you know where that skeleton is because it was just children were just like, oh, the skeleton! There was yeah. like about 50 children around this thing. They were thing. like, oh, someone cut his dick off! Yeah. No, no, it's a skeleton. Yeah, he just doesn't He yeah. doesn't currently have one. He took yeah. all his skin off! Oh. And ate it! Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, we should probably get into this because okay. uh, we are going to be struggling to keep it under right. half an hour as we are. So, what the hell was the Batavia? The Batavia was a ship of the Dutch East India Company uh, that was built in Amsterdam in 1628. So how many uh, BTPM? Oh, that's uh, quite a lot BTPM. That is <laughs> lots of BTPM. At least 300 BTM. Yeah. B- BTPM. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on its maiden voyage in October 1628, so this is a fresh ship, right? It was built and off it goes. Um, it, was, it was a maiden about to get fucked by the ocean. Basically, uh, it carried a cargo of mainly loots. So the intention being... Were they sweet loots? Well, well, we'll find out. With the intention of uh, being to sail to the Dutch East Indies, or as we might know it, uh, Indonesia, and exchange that loot for, you know, spices and fidget spinners and Pokemon cards and stuff like that. So there was a lot a lot of loot a lot on of board. Sweet loot. Heaps, like over a quarter of a million coins. So that's a lot, right? And I don't know the value in today's money of those particular coins, but just know it was heaps, okay? Uh, and the ship also had a whole bunch of people aboard. So there was a crew, obviously, um, there were some soldiers, and there was just some passengers going from the Netherlands to the East Indies. And the Batavia wasn't by itself, it was sailing in a fleet of seven ships on this journey. So we've got what a. What were their names? I cannot remember off the top of my head. Don't ask that many specific questions. Um, <laughs> you know the rules. A Bodie McBoat face. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so there are a few main players in this story. So let's get familiar with our, with our people before we, before we carry on. So... I've had to. Everyone's all Dutch, so I've had to write out their names phonetically. So I don't, so that we don't have one of the, the issues that we've had in basically every episode up to this point. So I'm going to start with uh, Francesco Pelsart. Uh, he's the senior merchant, and he's in command of the Batavia and the whole fleet. So this is Big Boss Franco. Is he the captain? He's not the captain. Okay. He is. He's like he's the boss of the entire fleet. Okay. okay. Uh, and so, Big Boss Franco. Big Boss Franco. All right, that's All right. easier. Yep. Um, we've got uh, Adrian Jacobs. He is the captain of the Batavia, okay? Uh, and he's not really very happy that a mere merchant was his boss. Okay, okay so we'll call him Captain Aids. Uh, captain Aids, yep. Or Captain Jakey, whatever we want. Jakey, that's probably better. Captain Jakey. Uh, Hieronymus Cornelis. Oh, shit. Uh, he was the under-merchant and ex-apothecary who was third in charge. So he was... Uh, he yeah, made he was, potions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a past life, he made potions. Like health yes. potions Maybe. and mana potions. Yep. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, Lucretia Vandermeulen. She was a 27-year-old lady travelling to meet her husband in Jakarta, which back then was called Batavia. Oh, that's confusing. Um, And she was accompanied by her maid, Zwanjay Hendrix. Great on the guitar. Yes, really, really good. Um, So they're our our kind of main people. They're our key players. We've got Big Boss Franco. We've got Captain Jakey. We've got, oh, God. uh, Corndog. Corndog. uh, Lucretia, that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> Lucretia the Secretion and, and uh, Jimi Hendrix and Jimi Hendrix who was a lady he was a lady who was yeah, a yeah. maid a, a maid lady young maid lady, lady. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix Jenny Hendrix G- sure okay so uh, Big Boss Franco and Captain Jakey they have had beef from way back 
Okay, they've known each other from other kind of sailing mission things that they were doing. So between them, shit was already tense from the get-go. They weren't, you know, they weren't happy. Uh, Captain Jakey, as we said, was just like, like, I'm the fucking captain. How does this guy, who is not even a ship person, outrank me? And they're just like, nah, fuck off. It'd be like having someone who, you know, he's a merchant. He's like, uh, yeah. the equivalent today would be like, um, you know, he works at a checkout in Kmart. <laughs> yeah. And he thinks, oh, just because, you know, I'm keeping yeah. prices low and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the guy could, you know, have the authority to check someone's bag yeah. when they leave. Yeah. Suddenly I'm in charge of a ship. 100%. So you can understand that he's a bit cranky there. So Cranky Frankie. Cranky Frankie. <laughs> Uh, so it took this ship about six months to reach its stop-off point in the Cape of Good Hope. So it's come from the Netherlands, it's stopped off at the Cape of Good Hope. Did anyone try on the Cape? Was not able to find out that information. Okay, well. may need to do further research. Uh, during that six-month trip, like six months is a very long time, right? Yeah, especially um, at sea. Captain Jakey uh, tried to crack on to Lucretia. And she was just like, oh, holy shit, no, 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 you filthy, dirty ship person. Uh, so she... Put away your periscope. Basically. And she became buddies with uh, Big Boss Franco because, like, you know, if there's someone creeping on you, then go to the boss. Yeah. You know, the boss is going to is gonna help you out. You so... don't want some merchant trying to measure you in a thigh. Yeah, I mean, you're going yeah. off to Jakarta to, mm. to see your, your husband? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Francesco's the merchant. Yeah, Jacob's. Yeah. Jakey was the captain. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's um, married. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's going, well, okay, so big boss Franco, he's going to be one that protects me, and he could just, like, totally just, just backhand um, Captain Jakey if he didn't stop being a total creeper, right? And uh, Captain Jakey, uh, as you can probably understand, was a bit pissy about the rejection. Yeah, because she's siding with the Kmart guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but but he ends up shacking up with Lucretia's maid instead. He's like, "Well, I can't have you. I'm gonna bang your bird. I'm gonna do a solo on this." Yeah. <laughs> um, and for look, to be fair to Zwanjay, I imagine her reasoning was that you know whatever happens on the Kentucky tour stays on the Kentucky tour. And even though he was a dick, he also had a dick. And look, it's six months at sea. Any port in a storm. Exactly. Anyone Absolutely. at all. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, also uh, put during... His, the f- put his ship in a bottle. <laughs> the first leg of the journey, uh, the fleet was split up after they had a storm, okay? So they ran into a storm, the fleet was split up, nobody knows where everything else has gone. Uh, The only two other ships... uh, So there was only two other ships inside of the Batavia after everything cleared up. So... There's just, you know, little little Did porn ever, pieces are just falling off the board here. Did they ever find those other four ships? Probably. We're talking about the Batavia. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't All know, right. man. Stand I don't know. Yet. Yep. Okay, so, well, we, we stopped off here in the Cape of Good Hope. So, there's the three ships that have pulled off into the Cape of Good Hope, and uh, Captain Jakey... Corndog and Zwanjay the Maid went off and got absolutely shit-faced together. They had a big old Kentucky piss-up. <laughs> and this this pissed a lot of people off. They were like, you know, they're like, guys, look, this is going to be a long journey. Maybe let's not act like fuckheads. And uh, Big Boss Franco gave uh, Captain Jake a massive telling off, which pissed Captain Jake off heaps. He's like, look, I'm already not good with you being my boss. Can you just not fucking, like, 
give me a dressing down in front of all of my mates because that is shit. Yeah, and like I've been on a ship. I've been, uh, it's been miserable. Yeah. We're in this port. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's I want to let stuff. my hair down. Let's and then everyone's just like, nah, let's some not. Some drinks with big bits of pineapple and little umbrellas yes. and things in it and just fucking settle down, Kmart. Absolutely. And so, like, Captain Jakey is, he's pissy to the point where he and Corndog have been sort of kind of talking about mutiny a little bit up to that point. Uh, mutiny, like the X-Men. Yep. Okay. Exactly like the X-Men. So he's going to pop out some claws, <laughs> yep. maybe some wings. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, because, look, to be honest, the idea of taking over a heavily armoured ship full of treasure was pretty appealing, you know? And their plan was that they were basically going to cruise around and become pirates. That is you know? so dope. Yeah, yeah, because the, the Batavia was... Yeah, pretty heavily armoured, so they could go around and just find other ships, get their big cannons out, wave their cannons around, and just take over everybody else's ship and their loot and everything. They were just going to take over everything. That was just going to rule the fucking ocean. King of the seas, bitch. Yep, 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 yep. So their plan was uh, to gather up a team of sympathisers, like other people who were kind of a bit, you know, not not into Big Boss Franco, and also... Enos tattoos, beards, hook hands, all a bonus as well. Yeah, absolutely. you know? Yeah. Prerequisite for pirating. Uh, And the other thing they were going to do is, because, like, Lucretia was kind of friends with Big Boss Franco, they were going to, like, assault her. Whoa. Yeah, and that would kind of be... In some ways, the signal for the mutiny to get underway. Like, that was going to be go time. Like, beat her up? Kill her? Um, probably more like sexually assault her. Ah. Yeah. It's not, look, it's not a nice story. No. No. Um, but at this point, it was, it's all talk. Like, it's all talk at this point. Like, they're just sitting around going, wouldn't it be funny if we, like, you know. Everyone relax. They're just rape fantasies. A lot of people (laughs) have them. So, the ship. So we're setting sail. We are off from the Cape of Good Hope. We are off on the ocean, o- uh, open ocean. And uh, not long afterwards, they just lost sight of the other two ships. These They're just guys, gone. Okay. I'm These guys are not good at shipping. Yeah, I'm going to just <laughs> side with Kmart here. I, I reckon uh, he's a pretty shitty captain. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not ideal. Um, so the Batavia is alone. Okay, so the Batavia is alone all by itself with, like, some of the crew thinking about mutiny, some of the crew just going, holy shit, we just really need to get to Jakarta because being on this ship is fucking awful. And there was a tiger on there too. Sure. Uh, So Big Boss Franco fell really ill during this portion of the journey and he ended up spending a lot of time in his cabin, probably just, like, shitting in a bucket or whatever, um, which really left all the mutinous a-holes free to discuss their mutinous deeds without him around and shit kind of started getting real at this Mm. point. So Team Mutiny... uh, Embroidered up some team shirts. Yeah, there's silk jackets. Some team with, jerseys. With team mutiny on the back team of mutiny. them. Team mutiny. Number. Like, he was number sixty nine, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just like the T birds um, in Greece. Oh, I like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, maybe you don't want to because then they enacted their plan against Lucretia. Uh, they proceeded to hang her overboard by her feet and uh, quote indecently maltreat her body. This got dark. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she recognised the voice of one of her attackers and absolutely dobbed on him like a motherfucker. And 
Big Boss Franco was like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Like, I'm here. I'm shitting in a bucket. Can't you guys just keep your shit together? And he's like, well, fuck, fine. I'm going to execute this dickhead when we next see land. So he did this horrible thing to her and then yeah. stopped. And then she went back and dobbed on him. Yeah, yeah. So it was meant to be when, um, like, when they were going to punish whoever for this, that was going to be sort of the... Uh, everyone kind of uprising and going, this isn't fair and we're going to mutin- do mutiny stuff now, yeah? But instead they just dangled her over the edge. Yeah. Well, they had to do that to to get punished for doing that. Oh. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, look, I'm not... Well, I'm fine with pirates if it's, you know, you get a parrot on your shoulder and eyeliner yeah. and, like... Yeah, look, you know, I'm, not, I'm not, like, looking at the... looking to understand the thought processes of the rapey guys. Like, no, they're, ra- just, they're, they're yeah. rapey guys. Like, they're already uh, they're bad pretty dudes. far gone. They are very bad. They're rude dudes. They are extremely uh, rude dudes. So he was going to kill this guy when when they next saw land, but they saw land a little bit sooner and more unexpectedly than they imagined. Because before Francesco could hang this bloke or before Team Mutiny could really kind of get their shit together, uh, the ship got shipwrecked on a reef off the coast of WA. I don't know do captain then. Yeah, and so Big Boss Franco is pissed because, like, literally, there's people on that boat whose literal job was to make sure they didn't run into shit. And then they ran into shit. This is a, 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 a shit show of a ship. It is. Absolutely. No one can do their fucking jobs. It's just just a crazy time. So, like, the ship's fucked. Like, they've run into a reef. It's all cut up. It's sinking. You know, done. Done, done, done. So they started to ferry uh, the passengers onto a few nearby islands because it was a little kind of like archipelago kind of thing. There was a bunch of islands all sort of within eyesight of each other. So food and water was a pretty big concern at this point. Like, you know, there's not a lot of kind of vegetation where they are and it's all salt water and, and it's, it's all looking pretty dire. So without consulting anybody, Big Boss Franco took 48 people, which included all the senior officers, uh, which did also, which included uh, Captain Jakey, but did not include Corndog. And they fucked off to try and find water, essentially abandoning everybody else. Okay? So they've just gone, oh, guys, we're just going to go and find water. Women and children, you can just stay here where there is no water at all. So they tried to find water on the WA mainland, but, you know, they're kind of in the, like, Geraldton sort of area oh. here. So. So they get to Geraldton and went, oh, fuck that. And they get back. Which still happens today. (laughs) And so they're like, they get back on their boat and they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We are going to sail for Indonesia. So they sailed for Indonesia, which is very far away. Instead of just kind of continuing up the coast and maybe, I don't know, waiting to encounter a river. Or Perth. Or something. Um, No, they're going north. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, instead of looking for a river or some, like, reasonable source of water, they're like, fuck it, let's just go straight to Indonesia. How, though? By boat. What boat? They're in a boat. How do you think they fucking got to the mainland? In a oh, boat. Oh, so in a little boat? Yeah, a little boat. 48 people? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, this is, this is the story. Um, and so it took them a month to get to Indonesia. So I'm sure the people on the, you know, back in the Batavia are having a real good time. So they finally get to in- Indonesia... The high boatswain, fucking know what his job is, was executed for negligence and outrageous behaviour before the boat ran aground. 
So it was probably his job to uh, steer it or navigate it or whatever. He did a shit job. He's he was, dead now. He was high. Yes. Uh, and uh, Captain Jakey was also arrested for negligence. It's about time somebody <laughs> did something and they should throw the book at this guy. Yeah, I mean, Captain Jakey is doing a very, very bad job. Like, out of everyone, it's meant to be his meant to be his gig. He's doing a shit job. Everything's pretty bad. So, they're in Indonesia. The Governor-General uh, gave Big Boss Frankie a boat to go back and recover the treasure and the survivors. In that Prob- order? Yeah, probably more leaning on the treasure because as we said there's a lot of money on this boat but then they didn't set sail for like another seven days uh and then because all of these people as we have previously established are fucking useless at boats they got lost on their way back so they're trying to find their way back to the wreck they get lost and the journey back took two months so these poor people on these islands have been stranded for three months since the shipwreck. Crikey. And so once Francisco gets back, he discovers that some pretty gnarly shit has gone down. None of the women have shaved their legs. <laughs> so while he was fanning about for three months on the ocean, the people on the island were having, like, what can really be described as just a shit time. No, they weren't, like, building a CB radio out of coconuts no. or, you know, having monkey butlers or anything. This, this no. would have been pretty dire. It was pretty bad. So uh, some of the people on the islands died pretty early on just from lack of water. Um, and when the Batavia itself just finally absolutely reached destination fucked and totally broke up, 40 of the people who had stayed back on it drowned. So um, Corn Dog had been on the ship. But he survived he and... He popped uh, a health potion. He did, yeah. He survived and he ended up on one of the islands. So, uh, And as the most senior guy there, as like literally all the other senior officers had fucked off, he took charge. Uh, and at first everyone was like, well, this, this like makes sense. Like you are the most senior guy here, you can be in charge. But what they didn't realise is that Corndog was a total psycho. So he took control of all the guns and resources... Uh, which, you know, always bodes well. He started sending uh, people to the other islands in the guise of, you know, getting them to search for water, knowing full well that they probably wouldn't find anything, and then they'd just die. They'd just die over there, and he wouldn't have to worry about them. So he sent a group of about 45 people, uh, including men, women, and children, off to Seal Island, and he instructed a group of soldiers who were led by a guy called Weber Hayes uh, to investigate some islands that were a bit further away, uh, but could still be seen on the horizon. Were there seals on Seal Island? I imagine so. Did they eat them? Well, I don't know. I don't know that. It's just called, it's called Seal Island. Uh, so, Corndog had gathered himself uh, a little band of junior psychos, his little gang of psychos, his little psycho T-birds, um, and they set about just basically killing a bunch of the people that were left. So Eating them! They started with uh, the sick people saying, well, like, they're a strain on the resources and we don't really have many resources, so let's just kill them. Okay? Yeah, and that could be like a runny nose. Yeah. It could be a cough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did start to find just the most ridiculous reasons to, to kill people. Someone um, sneezed. Yeah, uh, but then they realised that just... Killing people was super fun, and they would just find any excuse to drown, strangle, bash, or knife to death anyone who crossed their path. So, 
Uh, this didn't include uh, a lot of the women, because the women were kept alive for obvious reasons. Ironing. Yeah, and uh, Corndog kept Lucretia for his own personal entertainment. This is not a good story for Lucretia. It's not. She's not. She's really not having a good time. So uh, after a while, Corndog realised... I picture him like, sitting on a podium, like Jabba the Hutt, mm-hmm. and she's on a chain in ma- front of him. I imagine that's basically exactly and what it was like. And he's licking her face and yeah. going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, after a while, he realised that the people who he'd sent to Seal Island had somehow managed to survive longer than he'd expected. So he sent his mates over just to murder the shit out of everyone. Just get rid of them. Even though they were, you know, they weren't eating his food or anything. They're just like, fuck it, let's just kill them. And they actually... um. They had some methods of doing things. They'd get a boat and they'd be like, oh, guys, let's all jump in the boat and see if we can go to another island and find some water. And then when they got far out, they'd just throw them in the water and just drown them. Found it. Yeah. And they'd, you know, go and murder people, like, in the shallows and just push their bodies out into the water so the fish could eat them and stuff. Because, like... Or surf on the body sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, the the bit in Spongebob where they're surfing on on David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, like, if you're on a fairly small island and you're murdering everyone, like, it's hot, there's a sun, there's lots of flies, you don't want a pile of bodies. No. Because it's going to get gross. It is. It is. There's just going to be disease and it's going to be pretty bad. Could be like Swiss Army Man, though. That was fun. Oh, it could be. It could be. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's crazy. So, ironically, the island that he sent the soldiers to ended up basically being like a fully stocked larder. They found heaps of water, and there were like wallabies and birds, and then the birds' eggs uh, to eat. So they sent smoke signals to let everyone know that they had found some sweet, sweet supplies. On Breakfast Island. Mm-hmm. But after a while of no response to their smoke signals, the soldiers took a bit of a break from eating their wallaby drumsticks on the beach and thought, well, hang on, what's what's going on here? Something, something's, something's up. Like, you know, we have got, like, all this food and no one is coming over to, to come and see us. You'd think the smell would waft over as well, <laughs> yeah, like when you walk the past barbecue, the, the sizzler yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, so some people uh, had managed to escape the massacre and had swam to where the soldiers were, and they just spilled the beans on all the craziness that had gone down. Is there a movie of this? Uh, I think there's one from many years there ago. There needs to be a new movie about this. Well, maybe some... Some some information on that at the end. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yes. So, at this point, the soldiers, who, remember, are soldiers, and they've been eating heaps. So, they're all strong and nourished, and they're all, like, you know, in pretty good nick. At this point, they are like, you know what? Fuck that shit. And they started to just make weapons out of stuff that had washed up from the shipwreck. So, you know, planks and metal bits and things to stab. Coconut machine gun? Yes, yes. Stabby, shooty things. And uh, Corndog sends a letter over going, Hey, maybe we could just all be friends. You're not going to fall for that shit, Corndog? Yeah, and so the soldiers told him where he could stick his letter. In his bum hole. Absolutely. Uh, So the mutineers, they just launched a small attack on the island. But come on, they're up against soldiers, so they just got their asses completely handed to them. Literally. Yes. Uh, they then launched a bigger attack on the island with all of the people they had left, but that still wasn't ideal because there were still more people on Soldier Island. So Corndog was captured by Hayes during this exchange. Crikey. 
So it is, uh, it is more or less, like, not completely over, but, you know, the good guys have more or less won at this point. They're, yeah, they've, they've taken it back. Lucretia's been saved. Well, uh, so, <laughs> so during this battle, this is the point where Francisco's uh, big boss Franco's ship turns up, and it's basically the equivalent of that scene in Community, like where Donald Glover's character comes in with a pizza and like the whole room is on fire. Yikes. You've seen that scene? No, but no. I can picture it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what Donald Glover looks like. <laughs> you know what pizza and, and fire looks like? Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, at this point, uh, there's now a race to the ship between the good guy soldiers who want to, like, warn the ship of what's happening and some of the bad guy mutineers who want to take that ship over and just get the fuck out of there. Luckily, uh, Hayes got there first, told... Because he was buff. Yeah, yeah, he's been eating, like, heaps of protein. He is good to go, they, so... They invented Nutri-Grain. He's, like, fucking Michael Phelpsing out there. They've been running up and down the beach. <laughs> so he tells Big Boss Franco what's happened, uh, and Big Boss Franco is just like, oh, my God, and they all come on, they capture all the mutineers, and we are done. We are absolutely done. All of the bad guys are defeated. Good guys win the day. Yay! So, yay! So, Francesca, uh, Big Boss Franco is, like, he is so sick to death of this bullshit. He, I can imagine. He has just had it up to here with b- the Batavia. He doesn't want to hear that fucking word ever again. His which is... blood pressure is through the roof, <laughs> I imagine. And so he just does not want to cart all of these assholes back to Indonesia for trial. So he worked out who the biggest dickheads in the bunch were and just executed them on the island straight away. So, obviously, Corndog was killed. Uh, and he had both of his hands chopped off before he was hanged. Christ. Two of the offenders who were, like, a little bit, like, not as bad, but still pretty bad, um, they were stranded on the mainland, so their punishment was getting dropped off in Geraldton. Yeah, which is still a punishment today. <laughs> it is. Um, with the assumption uh, was that they would just die through lack of resources, but evidence suggests that they may have actually been adopted by a local Aboriginal group. Do they have their hands still? Uh, I believe so. One hand, they should have, if they weren't, like, as bad, they should have just lost one hand, maybe. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, being abandoned to die in the Australian wilderness is, pr- like, pretty bad. Oh, yeah, but yeah. not if you found a servo. Oh, God, that's right. I imagine a- there's heaps of servos in Geraldton. And had a pie. Yeah, yeah. God. Uh, so the lesser offenders who were taken back to Indonesia, they still had a pretty shitty time on the trip the trip back because they were flogged, keel-hauled, and dropped from the yard arm during the journey. Keel-hauling's so, going to kill you. Well, yeah, so we know what obviously flogging is. They got whipped. Uh, keel-hauling is when they are... You're dragged under the bottom of the ship. Dragged under the bottom of the ship up and by cut the up by the barnacles. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. So, you, know, you don't come back from that. Well... I mean, it depends how quickly they do it, I guess. If they rip, just rip you under, like, it's going to be the same as getting flogged. Like, your back's just going to be all cut up. But And you drown. Well, you, yeah, if they leave them under there for long enough. Um, but I wasn't quite sure what being dropped from the yard arm was, so I looked that up, and it's so much more fucked up than I thought. Okay, so when they're dropped from the yard arm, the victim's arms are tied behind his back, and lead weights are attached to his ankles, Okay. And then a long rope was tied to the wrists, which were behind the back, yeah. remember. The man was then thrown off the yard arm, falling 50 feet or so towards the sea. And the fall was ended 
when he reached the end of the rope. So needless to say, the result was usually dislocated shoulders, often broken wrists and ankles. And as with keel hauling, the punishment was usually delivered in threes. So this poor, shattered, broken man was then put back up on the yardarm and dropped again. And again. Sounds like such a fucking hassle, though, doesn't it? Because then you've got to, like, look after people who are all shattered and Mm. broken and stuff. It's not worth the effort. Yeah, just chop their heads off. Just throw them overboard. (laughs) Yeah, the sharks will get them. So, uh... When everyone got back to Indonesia, finally, probably the the first uh, reasonable meal that most of these people have eaten in about uh, six months, the mutineers were tried and executed. So five were hanged, uh, a bunch were flogged, and Corndog's second in command was broken on the wheel, which meant that basically he was strapped to a wheel and beaten until he was mush. Wow. Yeah. So Lucretia, who has survived all this, she was also put on trial for provocation and encouraging evil acts. For being a bit of a sass face. <laughs> yeah, but, like, she denied the charges because she's like, look, I've had a bad time. Yeah. Can you not, can you just not make this worse, guys? And they're like, oh, could you try to be just maybe a little bit less sexy and provocative? <laughs> because I'm a judge and I'm having a hard time keeping on the other side of this table. Mm. So presumably she was acquitted because the records show that she returned to the Netherlands in 1635. Yay! Yay! That's okay. And she probably lived a broken woman for the rest of her life. Uh, In 1647, there was a law change in the Netherlands as a result of the Batavia incident. So the amount of female passengers on ships were to be limited as their presence led to disturbances. So that is like peak gold medal in victim blaming. So it is her, her own goddamn fault. Her own sexy for, fault. <laughs> it's her own sexy fault for being on the ship in the first place. Um, so Captain Jakey. Yes. Who's, he's been in jail in Indonesia this whole time. I'm having a good hard think about what he's done. Yeah, you're probably growing like a pretty good beard. Um, he was tortured, but he would not confess to his part in the planned mutiny. It wasn't me. Yeah, and due to lack of evidence, he escaped execution because, like, everyone else is dead, right? So no one can, you know, say for or against what he's done. It was the other guys. Yeah. Uh, So he escaped execution, but it is assumed that he died in jail, but no one really knows. There wasn't any records. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, Weaver Hayes, the soldier that led the rebellion against the mutineers, uh, he was obviously lauded as a hero. Yeah. Like, he's like the new fucking captain. He's like Captain Netherlands. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, he was promoted, obviously. He was given a, a pay increase. And I imagine he probably also got one of those gold cards from Nando's where you get free chicken for a year. She named a burger after him. Yeah. The Weeb. The Weeb. <laughs> Um, so, Big Boss Franco, uh, he was dragged before an inquiry board who decided that he had exercised a lack of authority, and so he was at least partially at fault. Could have done better. Could have definitely done better. Um, they seized all his financial assets, and he was dead within a year. Wow. A broken, shattered shell of a man. So, what's the moral of this story, then? Don't put women on ships. Don't put women on ships. Hmm. Because they are sexy witches. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's the Batavia. It's quite Whoa. a... 
quite a story we have there. And, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, fairly probably more well-known at, you know, schools in Geraldton that this story would be taught more. But, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff from this wreck at the Shipwreck Museum in Frio, and it's very, very, very much worth checking out if you do get a chance. There's uh, and, uh, Jakey's uh, uh, price-checking gun. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that was, that was Frankie's. Yeah, uh, yeah, Big Boss Franco's price-checking gun. Yeah, lots yeah. of stuff like that. Um, so whose skeleton did you see? Oh, it's just some guy. Some dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just says that it's it's a guy and he has an axe wound at the top of his head and he is missing a foot. Ah! Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, so there was obviously a big, uh, once the wreck was discovered, there was a big kind of recovery mission because they're like, well, this is full of fucking treasure. Potato chips. Treasure. So, I mean, all the coins and stuff are pretty fucked from being down in the ocean for like a couple of hundred years. Oh, you can so. still spend them though. Yeah. I had a $2 coin the other day that looked like it was <laughs> evil. Like it had been it in curse. Satan's pocket. <laughs> it was. And I, like, I kept thinking, oh, I've got to spend this thing because I'm yeah. sick of carrying it around. Yeah. But it would like fall out of my jeans and onto the armchair and then I'd see it and go, oh, <laughs> shit, it's still there. I could not yeah. get rid of it. Finally, um, it was like used it on a bus mm-hmm. and got it out of my life. Yeah. And then the bus crashed. <laughs> so that is the Batave. The Bataves. The story of the Bataves, yeah. That's uh, yeah, a pretty crazy one. There was, um, I don't know where it's at now, but old mate Russell Crowe had bought oh, the rights. Look, bloody hell, that yeah. writes itself. Get Russ on, get Edjo in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, we, if we we're going to fan cast, who would we fan cast? Like, I, I reckon... Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like Rusty would probably want to cast himself as Big Boss Franco. But I kind of almost see, like, maybe, like, Ian McShane as Big Boss Franco or something like that. I don't know. Like, he's the merchant. I reckon, and he's, like, a bit, a bit of a soft cock at the beginning, isn't mm. he? Like, he doesn't take control. I reckon Weno. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, Played bueno. a little bit more dandy. And, and yep. Russ is the captain, surely. Yeah, yeah, Russ is. But then would Russ want to do the even meatier role of corndog? Or maybe be an alchemist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be. So Edjo's the captain. And then, the captain. Yeah, the, yeah. and then uh, Weeby is is got to be Were though, the soldier that saves us all. Yeah, maybe. What about who? If you're not going to put the best bloody actor in Australia, yeah, I know, in I the know. Batavia movie, know, then you're you're the dickhead. I know, but I'm trying to think where where can Jaiko go? I almost see like Jaiko's oh, got Jaiko's got that kind of golden boy thing that nah, Weber could be. He nah, could be Weber. No, nah, come on, it's Wertho. You don't get bloody Jaiko oh, when you can have Wertho. Jaiko can be, um, you know, Jaiko can just be one of the island people. No, one of the like this people there that are important. They're gonna have to have stuff to talk to, and, and of course, Lucretia. He can be ex- ex- exposition man. Lucretia's got to be Margo. Yeah. Gotta be Mark. It has to be. Yeah, and I mean, by the time that uh, you know, if the movie ever gets off the ground, I'm sure she'll be old enough. Maybe um, what's the name? Angori Rice can be uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, right. Yeah. So look, buddy, it's an Aussie blockbuster in mm. the making. Forget Hugh Jackman and Cole Kidman in Australia. This is <laughs> yeah. this is an Australian story <laughs> with everything you need. Baz Luhrmann to direct the Batavia yeah. movie. Get fucking George Miller to do it, yeah. and um, God, and, and uh, have a go and see it at the movies, and have a wallaby drumstick. And Absolutely, you'd have a great time. Yeah, I think the article that I read, I think he'd optioned it for 
and they hadn't actually done anything about it. And I think it, the option may have expired by this point. And I don't know if he's renewing it. But there hasn't been much talk on the horizon about a Batavia movie. Who's going to fucking tell Russell Crowe that his option's expired? Like some <laughs> he'll, just, he'll just walk in and be like, oh, I want to do the Batavia movie. And they're like, uh, Russell, we have some uh, bad options. news. And he's like, what? What's the fucking bad news, cunt? And they're like, oh, uh, nothing, nothing, Russell, sorry. Options? You got options, mate. I'll give you two fucking options. <laughs> Make my fucking film or feel my fucking fist. Yeah, I've got an option for you. It's called my right fist or my left fist. Pick, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no problems. He'll get it made if he wants to. Yeah. Do what he wants. He sure can. All right, that is that is us. Woo. Ten minutes over time. Oh, look, Not too bad. You did a sterling job with we, all that info. We, we that, info. that one. Normally we don't have many notes for these, and this was uh, double the normal notes that we have. It's so I'm pretty story. pretty happy that we uh, we got through it in a timely fashion. You can't so cut corners on this one. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I did have to leave some stuff out. Like, there's so much more just individual kind of character stuff. But, like, look, this is this is half-hour history. This is not every single fact ever history. That's not what the show's called. Yeah, don't make excuses for not learning the names of the other boats. I think uh, I'll call this episode a Bad Behaviour on the Batavia. Nice. It's catchy. It is. Yeah, cool. So we will see you next time. Uh, you can visit us at fruitlesspursuits.com. Come and see us at the Facebook page, which is, what is it, FPcast, book was better. Just, it's, there's a link on, some fr- other shit. on, on this the, on Fruitless Pursuits. Yes, uh, and there's also links to the Patreon where you can go and visit us and throw us a shiny $2 coin or even more if you feel like it. Uh, Come and fancast the Batavia movie. Yes, fancast the Batavia with us. Uh, find out. Just tell me where can Jaiko be. Just find a little spot for Jaiko. And uh, maybe you can put some photos that you got from the museum. I can. I didn't take many. I took some of the uh, the Batavia shell, and I did take a photo of the skeleton. Actually, I didn't take a photo of his nog, but uh, I did take a photo of the skeleton. So I'll put uh, I'll put that up as well. You know, what would have been great. What? Like, and maybe they can do this in the movie. Yeah. Because you've got. All these different, like you've got the guy in Indonesia, and then you've got the people on the different islands, yeah. and oh, all the, like the Governor General in Indonesia, that can be like Jack Thompson. And you've got yeah, um, like Lucretia, all this stuff's going down. Imagine if all these people had Instagram accounts. Oh, like yeah. and you were seeing like what was like real time. Yeah, like he's in Indonesia going, oh fuck, that guy's wearing a <laughs> skull for a hat, like. <laughs> That's shit. It's going to take me two months to get back there. Yeah, everyone looks like fucking uh, Marowak. Yeah, yes. <laughs> wearing, yeah. wearing the skulls of their friends. That's right. Yeah. That's, gosh. And, you know, and yeah, can you, crikey, that would that would really give it a, a, a bit bit more beef. Mm. A bit more meat on the bones. Yeah. Uh, which sounds like your friend at the museum could do with, oh, because uh, he was a skeleton. Oh, no. should shut up, fuck off the end. All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> uh, donk-a-donk.